Welcome to the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast, a weekly podcast for writers. Grab a cup of coffee, perhaps some paper and pen, and enjoy an interview with an author, a chat with a writing tool creator, perhaps a conversation with an editor or other publishing expert, as well as Kat's thoughts on writing and her own creative journey. You'll laugh, you'll cry, well, hopefully not actually cry, but you will probably learn something. And I hope you'll be inspired to write. Because as I always say, you have a story, you should write it down. This is Pencils and Lipstick. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pencils and Lipstick. I'm Kat Caldwell. This is episode 195, and I am with my friend Carissa Andrews. I'm so excited to have you back, Carissa. How are you doing? I am so excited to be here, Kat. I'm doing great. I can't believe it's already the end of summer, but other than that, I'm doing good. (laughs) I know. Let's not talk about that. That's insane. (laughs) It's the end of summer, and yet our kids are not yet in school. So I don't right. know what to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I wish they were. This is the time of the summer where I'm like, please, for the love of God, just close. at least give them close. homework. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Something. <laughs> we already need it, but we are writers and we're already thinking most likely most of us have already done our vacations and we're like, oh, maybe it will start cooling down. I don't know. And maybe we should get back to writing. <laughs> right. So we're right? like as adult writers or however old we are, um, we're trying to get back to it. And I wanted to have you on to talk about your new course that's coming out and you, you have a lot of stuff coming out. So let's, let's talk. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I love talking anything, writing and books and ideation and stuff. It's great. <laughs> All the things. So let's, let's get into, you have a um, challenge coming because I, October, if anyone doesn't know, we call it Preptober. It now has a new name. Yep. And why do we call it Preptober? <laughs> <laughs> NaNoWriMo is coming up. And so now we prepare. We we get prepared the month before. So it's Preptober for getting our writing game on and game face going and doing all the things. So we all know the what the things. heck we're doing and come NaNoWriMo, right? Yes. So for anyone who doesn't know what NaNoWriMo is, do you want to let them know about what sure. craziness that First is? First of all. <laughs> What rock have you been under? Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> NaNoWriMo is um, National Novel Writing Month, so it's November, but it's also a nonprofit organization that runs it. And so NaNoWriMo, the organization, has this wonderful website, helps authors to connect, to be able to write their stories, plan it within uh, the single month, right? And so the goal is to write 1,667 words every single day. And then by the end of it, you're going to have a 50,000 word first draft of your novel. That's the concept and how it kind of came about. And um, yeah, it kind of, it just brings the writer community together, helps us Mm -hmm. get motivated, puts us all in the same spirit and vibe. And and we're Mm -hmm. all like complaining together about like the middle of our books. And yeah, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. Around November 12th, everyone's like, what am I even doing? Why why did I do this? Why did I do this? And that is one of the problems, right? It's like November 1st, you're supposed to start a new book. Mm-hmm. This is like, I think to motivate some people have been putting the idea off for a while, but it has motivated those of us who've written other books and you're just like, oh, I'm going to get in on the fun. Um, yeah. But you're supposed to start a new one and you're supposed to write yep. every day, 1,667 yep. words every day. And we always run into the same problem, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Where That's is my character like... doing? <laughs> yeah, why, why is it so hard right now? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think we kind of came up. I don't know who came up with Preptober, but it has been popping up 
the last few years, at least as far yeah. as I've seen it's Preptober, Preptober to get ready because most yep. of us have found out that you might have a great <laughs> idea, but to write for 30 days on a great idea is a little difficult, right? Yeah. It keeps you uh, struggling to figure out what is the next scene? Where was I planning to go with this thing? And so I, I think the concept definitely came, it probably was NaNoWriMo, to be honest. They probably <laughs> saw a lot of people who would start the thing strong and then drop off. And if you have a good idea and you develop the idea into a plan, a solid strategy, that's where you can write faster. You can keep motivated. You know where you're going and you're, you don't get kind of lost in that sea of confusion midway through your book. Even though you might question why you're writing this thing and this is the worst drivel you've ever written. Every single author does that every single time, I swear. Yes. <laughs> but you, it, it will motivate you to keep going because you know where you're you're trying to head to, right? Right, right. And I think once you get past the middle, which 50,000 words should be past the middle for anything other than epic sci-fi, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, yeah. It's kind of like smooth going because you're going downhill at that point. So the book is just like, yeah, is that called an Everything should be starting to tie. <laughs> yeah. It has to be tying together just a little bit. You bet. Right. It's getting, it's getting to the climb. It's getting to that middle. It's getting to that, you know. So, so what have you, are you a planner? Like before, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was originally a pantser, total pantser. Like my very first book, I was like, "Woo, this is so much fun. I have no idea what I'm doing. Is this a book? Does, does this thing work? How do I know if it works? Wait a minute. And so after book one, I became kind of a hybrid, I guess is what I use the most because I started studying story structure and I started mm-hmm. studying uh, my genre and trying to figure out like, what is it that I want to do, especially inside the tropes that I was using? Like how, what is the reader expectation of those tropes? And so mm. what I ended up doing is creating myself a, like a skeletal outline. Okay. And I would run with that. And for a while, especially with the books that I wanted to go really well. So like the Windhaven books, I was list aiming with that first book. So I went through and created chapter by chapter synopsis for every single um, chapter, wow. right? So I, okay. I created the whole thing. Yeah. It's like three or four sentences, nothing super crazy, but at the same time, it kept me motivated. And of course, because I'm still <laughs> at heart, a hybrid, I would follow the story, even if it went a different direction. And so then I'd have to change my outlines and whatever, you know, right. So it's like doing all the things, but it's, it's developed now, you know, since that time frame. that was 2020, I do more of the hybridization of it. So I'll create my outline. I know kind of what the chapters are going to be about. But if I don't know the chapter or if something cool and fresh comes in the middle of it, I have no problem adding in new Mm -hmm. chapters or new things like Jenny, my PA, she's always like, you know, for Patreon, for instance, when I'm writing the the works in progress, should I, how many chapters is this book going to have? I'm like 25. Okay. I'll make 30. <laughs> like, <she just> knows. <laughs> like little graphics, you know, right? Like, yeah. Cause things, up. things come up. Like I am in awe of the people who do like the 80 page outline or whatever. Um, Oh, I mean, that's no. at that point, you may as well just be right in the book. <laughs> might be, Yeah. That's kind of how I feel. So like, I find that an interesting concept. Um, yeah. But I always have to just like, I, at some point, I just want to start writing, right? And then things yeah. will come up that, or you'll, you'll, you'll find the hole. <laughs> like, yeah. wait, why is she here? <laughs> like, yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know, the things will come up. So you'll have to like adjust. Um, and so last year, was last year the first year that you ran the challenge of like teaching people? Because you not you write series. Mm-hmm. And the problem, I think, with series that a lot of times when you first start out is you should actually kind of have an idea of where the series is going because the oh, yeah. character has to develop not just in one book, but throughout. 
And like, that's a lot to think about, honestly. Yeah. That's a lot yeah, to I, plan. I totally agree with you. And it depends on the series as well, because there are different types of series, right? You've okay. got like the, the ones that have the finite arc. You have the ones that are just standalone inside of a series. Mm. You've got the never ending series that like Nancy Drew that just kind of keeps going forever, you know, so they never really have an end. They never really change on... though. <laughs> That's true. That, that is kind of Sherlock Holmes, you know, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I started the plan your series challenge back in August. It looks like of 2021 is when I first started that challenge. Oh, it was time has gone by like nothing else. I know, right? I had to go look it up when you said that. So it was like, what did I start that? So I started that one in August and ended up redoing it again in October because it went so well. I was just kind of testing around with the idea of it because for me, I love the concept of having a, like my favorite type of series is the finite arc. I love having something where it's like you have those little breadcrumbs that go throughout the series. And so by the time you get to book four, you're like, holy crap, that's why they were doing that. That's yeah. what was happening here. You know, I love that, that that sort of thing is great. And so you do have to plan those things out unless you, you know, want to wait and re- wait to release all of your books all at once. And then you go back through and you're making some massive edits, which who loves to do that, right? So <laughs> it's like, so I, I loved the concept of teaching like the different types of series. So people understood what they were, first of all. And then when it comes to earning a living and being able to really sustain yourself as an author full-time as a living, not all of us are unicorns that come out of the gate and make millions right away. Right. Sometimes we Most have to build our foundation. Yeah. Yeah. We have to build our foundations. And, you know, like Joe Solari talks about in his book advantage, it's about having that cumulative advantage in the marketplace. So the more books you have, obviously the more opportunities you have to expand your reach, to get more readers, to have those readers, you know, get more readers for you. Like it all compounds together. And so the series is the best way to be able to do that. But of course it also helps when you can rapid release them together, or at least have a a plan for how you're going to release throughout the year. And so that's part of what I teach in, in both the plan your series challenge in rapid release roadmap. And now this new course that I'm working on as well for this year. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I think the problem with series two is the same thing that we talked about with NaNoWriMo is you might get halfway through. And I, I talk to a lot of writers who just fatigue and most likely because they didn't plan the whole series and they sort of went off of their great ideas because we're all, we all have our creative ideas, right? Like, and that will, we can run off of that for a while and then life will smack you. And then you'll be like, (laughs) why? You know, we talked before, (laughs) like if you have to take a break, you even forget what you wrote. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And if you have like pen names, like I have a new pen name I'm starting. It's uh, a rom-com pen name. And so I'm going back and forth between urban fantasy and rom-com. And so when I have to switch back to the other pen name, and especially if the series is ongoing, which like in my urban fantasy side, I I have an ongoing series that I'm actually writing. I have to go back and reread it just to remember what in the heck I was doing and why I'm doing it and, and get back into the flow of it. And that's not the ideal way to do it. Like your best situation, if you can, is to write in the same series, write it until it's complete and then move on. Life, like you said, just sometimes has a way of sneaking up on you. And I've had this series for the rom-com pen name, um, in my head for about six years. And I decided to kind of just take the leap in it into it to avoid burnout. I was kind of getting Mm. fatigued with urban fantasy and I wanted to try something different. Um, My friend, Jenny, my PA, Jenny, we were talking about romance. And so she had me start reading like Colleen Hoover. I'm like, Oh, these are so good. They're so heart wrenching and emotional. I could do this. I could probably write something like this, but the more we were talking, she's like, you know, Krista, the way that you write your urban fantasies, if you took away all the magic and the fantasy and the whatever, 
you basically have rom-coms, you know that, right? And I was like, and I like writing that part. <gasps> She's right. <laughs> I should be, I should do rom-com. And so then I dove headfirst into like reading rom-coms. Megan Quinn, if you ever hear this thing, I love your writing so much. Oh my God. Oh, she's huge in oh, Spain, man. She is she, killing it in Spain. <laughs> she is huge everywhere. And I can see why her books are, so, oh my God. I laugh. It doesn't matter which one I pick up. I'm laughing constantly. She's like my number one rom-com author right now. I love her. It's like, I will, I will like bow at her feet and like, please do a, a swap with me someday when my rom-com pen name comes out in January. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. So I'm so glad that Jenny um, pointed that out and, and she started kind of putting yeah. me down that path. And, and it's been fun because now I get to go back over there. I'm working in the rom-com side, getting that pen name ready to launch in January. So I'm hoping to have three books in the series ready to go. I actually have, I think seven or eight books planned for that series, Ooh. but it's going to be a finite arc. And, okay. um, the, the overall arc, it's it's going to be, uh, how do I want to describe it? It's like the the place is the thing that ties them all together, but every book is going to be standalones. Right. Right. So yeah, so it'll be interesting to, to put together. So that's it's really been, different from yeah, oh, your totally. urban fantasy, which is fun. Oh, yeah. and, and that's one of our, our problems as, cre- you know, quote unquote problems as creative people is we sort of get ideas and we want to move on with that. But yeah. what I love about your idea and your courses is you're trying to get people to not give up on what they're doing, but like yeah. if you, maybe if you can plan it better. So this new one's called Four Books, Five Days. Yeah. So mastering AI enhanced series planning. Ooh, you yeah. said the word AI. <laughs> I know it's such a buzzword. Please don't hit on me. <laughs> okay. So so much to unpack there. So first, right? four books. Is that an ideal series? Is how did you choose four books? Yeah. So like with the plan your series challenge and in rapid release roadmap, that is the number that I teach all the time because it seems to be number one, the, the like tipping point when it comes to profitability, when it comes to series, Okay. obviously the longer you can go with the series, the the more profitable they become as long as you are retaining your readers and they want to continue forward with it. Um, but it's also, if, (laughs) yeah, well, if you're a good writer though, there's, there's a very good chance because most readers like to stay in their world that okay. they, they've built in their head. And so it's always sad when you finish the series and you're like, oh, my characters are gone, right? Like, oh. right. And now you have to find something new. So that's kind of the, the concept that you're trying to pull in. You're trying okay. to get those readers to really love your series, to love the world that you're building, regardless of what genre you're you're writing in. Okay. And um, four books is also a really good like cadence for what you can write in a year without mm-hmm. completely burning yourself out and getting overwhelmed. It's good for obviously building your backlist and getting that that cumulative advantage built up for okay. you. Okay. And so that's kind of where that that number comes from. And so four books, five days, it's kind of the concept of me taking what I did with the Plan Your Series Challenge, which was three days, and spreading it out. But now I'm incorporating all of the things that I've been testing out for the past year when it comes to AI. It was funny, okay. you and I were talking before we got started Originally, I was going to just revamp the Plan Your Series Challenge because mm-hmm. in the beginning, people were talking about like, I love it. I love this, but I wish we had a few more days in, even though they had a week to go through everything. Um, I wanted to keep it short. So it was, you know, flashy and people were like, oh, three days, I could do this. Three days is easy, but they wanted it <laughs> spread out. And so I was like, okay, let's spread this thing out. And I just wasn't vibing with it. I guess I wasn't um, like, oh, let's just spread it out. Uh, and I was talking with my husband about like AI and like how I don't want to hop on trends. But at the same time, it's like, there's so much interesting stuff happening in, in mm-hmm. it. And I love the concept of it. Didn't think anything more of it. Went and, and was like, just 
I think I was in a tub, just sitting there staring out the window, like ignoring life in the world. And all of a sudden this idea came to him. I was like, oh, I could do the plan your series challenge, expand it, but use all of the tools I've been using this year that are completely different from what I was using before. And so now I'm like, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to teach the series planning because it it has, the AI has revolutionized the way that I outline, the way that I ideate characters, the way that I come up with um, scene structures or, I mean, everything. It It's like, it has just changed and altered the way that I look at what is possible for me. So I wanted to show other authors how to go about doing it, not to create the story for me, but to help me. It's like having the best critique partner in the absolute mm-hmm. world where you can just throw ideas back and forth until you have something that sparks your creativity. And you're like, that was it. That was the thing I was yep. missing. This is fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. so that's that's how I'm teaching it. Yeah, I I really like AI. And I guess I have a... I have trouble. I always go back and forth with my husband who doesn't use it. He's finance. You know, he's like not in our world at all. And so all he hears is the news and, you know, that AI is going to kill us. (laughs) He doesn't like TikTok either, right? Yeah, he doesn't. So it's like, it's almost like the apocalypse is coming. But I've (laughs) used AI because I I love Joanna Penn and I trust her. And I've been using, I think I got on ChatGBT like the first because of her. I was like, I'm going to go make my thing and I'm going to figure, I'm going to look at it. And we were talking before of like, the fear of AI is that it will replace us, right? Right. But I have used it for story ideas. Um, I love using it for like helping me write up sales pages. So, so amazing. (laughs) <laughs> but it is like word vomit. Like mm-hmm. it is not great storytelling. So like you've you've studied storytelling and I think we have like a parallel writing life here. We do. Um, <laughs> storytelling is a whole different thing. Like mm-hmm. the computers, technically there's no new story out there, right? Like it's a retelling of Pride and Prejudice. Like it's love, it's adventure, it's revenge. It's, you know, all these sort of like human um, ideas so what, what AI does, it helps us like skim those ideas because our brains cannot hold all of them. <laughs> like, yeah. We just can't, yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it helps get you great ideas of like, why would she be here right now? And you can yeah. have that conversation with a computer that's just taking the information from all these other things. You go, oh, okay. Okay. And then you use your own creativity to like twist it. Yeah. But it helps us not burn out. So that's my sell on um, ChatGPT. <laughs> I love it. And you're right. It it helps you to ideate too. It's like having those, there was a, one of the authors, I think it was Jeff Wheeler. He did a a conversation at AnchorsCon where he was talking about how creativity it's, it's like taking two separate things and mashing them up Mm. and like letting them twist and turn and and become something new. And ChatGPT can help you to come up with that other thing that you're you're trying to spark that creativity in your mind so that you can get excited about that story or that scene or that character or that whatever that your brain just hasn't connected with yet. And so it's like, I don't know why anyone would be scared of it. I I get the idea that people think that they're going to lose their jobs or whatever, but people who are actually killing it right now are the people who are taking a look at AI and incorporating it into their Mm -hmm. jobs, not allowing it to take over. But I mean, ChatGPT for starters still has, still requires input. It still requires your prompts to know anything or to create anything. It's not going to come up with, things on its own, at least not as of yet. And as the author, if you're using it to come up with your ideas and helping it 
you know, prompt it to give you the ideas that you need in order to finish up your story or finish up your scene or whatever. It's still your ideation. It's still Mm -hmm. you helping yourself. You know, it's no different from going to like, you know, your best friend and being like, what, what do you think would happen here? What would be something really cool? You know, it's the same concept. It's just a a computer who's always available. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Or like why we use beta readers because they have, a wealth of knowledge that we might not. And I don't know about you, but like when you're writing and you you get stuck, like that's the that's the anxiety of the writer's block where you're just like, I don't know where to go right now. And if, if you're talking it out with somebody or like your whole group of beta readers or whatever, I, I really think it's almost the same thing. Um, I do too. I do too, for sure. So how how have you used it? You, you had mentioned a couple other, other than chat GPT that I hadn't, um, pseudo write. I haven't used that one yet. Um, so how have you been using it? Is it mostly to plan the series? It's kind of all over the map. So I've used um, AI to be able to plan my series. Like, so to, I will throw out ideas and be like, okay, this is kind of the concept I'm looking at. What kinds of funny instances could I be using in mm, this thing? Yeah. It okay. gives you some really crap idea. Like this is rom-com, right? And so it's like, there are some weird things that this you know, ChatGPT thinks it's actually funny, but it's not funny. You're going, <laughs> okay. But at the same time, there are little nuggets in there. And so it's your job then to sift through the information that it gives you and mm-hmm. go, oh, this is really cool. Or say, uh, because it's a chat GPT, right? So you are chatting to this bot and letting it know what you want. And so if it gives you something and it's not quite what you need, you can reprompt it and be like, no, I like kind of what you did here, but can you expand on this and change that? Like you, you mm-hmm. can have a conversation with it. And it gives you some really cool feedback and you can niche it down to the point where things are actually starting to work for you. It's really cool. Um, I use it for like when I have been, like if I were to get blocked, I was testing out to see how it works. Like through my rom-com, I went through and pasted every chapter in said, okay, give me a chapter by chapter synopsis since I didn't do it in advance for this particular book. So then it would give me like the four sentences. And once I got to the, the stopping point where my story was finished, I went, okay, knowing everything that this, this story is about now, because it was all in the same chat thread, what would you recommend as the final half of this book? Like what, if I, if I had 30 chapters, what would the next scenes be looking like in order to complete the story arc? And it gave me some really cool ideas, things that I never even thought of in nice. the the yeah in the outline process of it uh, of course some of it i was just like what <laughs> like what are you talking about but some of it was great and i incorporated it into my outline then as i'm continuing on with the rest of the the book and so it, there's so many different ways i mean it goes from everything from creating my book blurbs to revising the book blurbs i already have to social media posts to blog posts to sales pages like you said i mean there, the usage of it is like unreal. It's astronomical how much you can yep. do with this thing. And so I've used it for so many different things. But when it comes to series, I, I use it for characters, for world building, for um, developing the the chapters in general, like to, to create a chapter scene. If I wanted to, like if I'm going, okay, I'm stuck with this scene, give me some ideas on how the flow can happen. You know, what what is the conflict here? What is the whatever? And it, it will give me ideas to pick from to go forward and, and create. And you and I were talking like pseudo write is wonderful as well. I started playing around with it this past weekend and I used Joanna's uh, affiliate link. So Joanna, you're welcome, (laughs) (laughs) but I love it in, in some ways because it it helps you to ideate in a different way. It's more visual. So it's pretty, it makes my graphic designer heart happy. Yeah. So it's a, it's a prettier um, user interface. And, but what's cool about it is like, you can put your chapter in that you've had. And if you go, okay, 
this thing needs to be fleshed out a little bit. I'm not sure how you can take certain scenes or sections of your scene and say, expand it. And so then it'll give some examples of how it could expand. And the more that it learns your style of writing, the more the suggestions are similar to how you would write your scene. And so it is, it's really kind of cool. So you can't do a lot. It's only like you highlight like, I don't know, 30, 30 or 50 words. And then it'll expand just that, that chunk of it. And I think the most you can do is like 200 words. So you're able to do certain things and there's even like a, a story ideation part of it. I can't remember what they call it. I had it up the other day. Um, it's called story engine where like, if you did want to create uh, your outline and I might okay. even teach this, this particular thing in four days um, or four books, five days, but it's it, like you brain dump everything in there. You put your genre in there, your style so that it can read like what your style is. And then you're giving a synopsis. And what it does is create the outline for you. And obviously, if you if you know anything about the characters, you, you give it character information. And so it's it's just really interesting the way that generative AI is helping us as authors, as creatives to to do new things and do them faster is really yes. cool. I mean, when you think about how long, how long would it take you to come up with cool ideas if you're doing it completely by yourself? A long time. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just tell you. Yeah. Because what <laughs> what that I I feel like what you're saying is. The way it speeds up your ability to think through, because like the life mm-hmm. we live, let's like both of you, both you and I are moms. We work at home full time. We have our kids and all their activities. We have our husband. You have a house you're renovating, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> my job was the paint. Winchester house. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You have marketing as a as your business. You have writing as your business. You have teaching as your business. Like the, it's a lot is my whole point. And so like getting into the creative mindset of like, okay, I have like, I have a new idea for contemporary romance series. And just to dedicate the time it would take to think through that, like you can, you can reduce that by using (laughs) AI because focus, like who doesn't have trouble focusing these days on? Well, that's why that rom-com pen name has sat there for six years. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of those too. We all right. do, right? But like, how how much less overwhelming would it be if we could get if we felt like we were pushing through, you know, and getting yep. something done? And um, so, I really, I really like that idea of like the different ways that you're using it. And as we said before, it's not going to write the book for you, not any, not very well, <laughs> not very well. And I'm sure that there are people that are going to try to take advantage of it, but there were people doing that anyway. They were stealing other people's work. There, there are people who are just taking gobbledygook and put it on there and pretending it's a book. I mean, there's, there's always going to be those people who are trying to game the system, but that's mm-hmm. not us, right? We are the no. creators that are are creating our careers and we're going to be doing it in a way that feels best to us. Right. And so if you don't want to do it, you know, like let, let's say the using story engine for, for example, with pseudo write, if that doesn't feel good to you, well then don't use it. Like sure. use it to just create your social media posts. If that's going to make your life yeah. a little bit easier, you know, right. And it will. So it will, <laughs> it totally will. So it just like Job, um, Job, you and I were talking about this the other day too, where it's like, just come at it with curiosity, right. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't feel like it has to be super daunting or that it's going to take over your life or it's going to, you know, know what you ate for dinner last night. You know, it's not, it's not yes. like that, you yes. know, it's, it's just yeah. a really cool thing. I have um, used it for reader magnet ideas. Not that I have written them yet, but <laughs> just, 
just to sort of think of like, um, I need a reader magnet and it is in this situation and I kind of have a vague idea of what happened when they were a kid, but give me something else because the children are talking to me and I'm trying to listen (laughs) to five things at once. But I feel like I would do something if I could just get some ideas. You know, I've used it for social media posts and all that. So I, I find this really interesting and I'm, um, this four book, five days and mastering the AI enhanced series planning, like how great would it feel <laughs> to have like the series planned? And then you can right. start in on NaNoWriMo and not get blocked November 12th. Right. And even if you got blocked, even if you got to, you know, day 12 <laughs> and you're like, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Feed all of the chapters into ChatGPT and say, Hey, give me some ideas on how this could end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what it, are the different incredible. ways? Yeah. The, the way that it can help you outline or the way that it can help you, especially if you know your genre. Like, so if, if I'm coming at it and saying, Hey, ChatGPT, I'm writing a rom-com. Here mm. are the chapters I, I've done knowing what you know, you know, what would you recommend and just see what yes. it says. And yeah. it can give you just some really good, like starting points to continue to, to move forward, especially if you are getting blocked. It's just, it's a wonderful tool to be able to keep that flow moving forward versus Mm. getting stuck, staying stuck. And now you get, it's that momentum thing too. The more stuck you are, the less you want to try to dig into it. And so if you don't dig into it, the more stuck you're going to get and it just keeps compiling. Yeah. So this challenge, when the four book five days, tell us when it's going to be and um, how we get signed up and how much it is and what, where we go after that. Sure. Yeah. So if people want to get signed up, it's going to be live launching. So the course is going to be a live cohort. We're going to start on October 1st with a mindset day, but the actual like core of the lessons are going to be from the 2nd to the 6th. Okay. And then we'll have a live Q and a on the 7th. So that way it goes the full week. If you sign up, you have access to it for life. So it's $27 during this pre-launch phase. So until the end of August, just $27. It will go up to 47 in September. Mm-hmm. And then once the challenge is done, once the course is done, um, like, and we're moving on to NaNoWriMo and doing all the things, the course itself is going to go up to 147 is where I'm going to put it at for right now, just so people have access to it. And the reason this, this particular course isn't free, like I've done the plan your series challenges in the past is we're trying to make sure only people who are really interested in AI are coming in. Um, you know, we don't need the the trolls coming in and be like, AI is going to take over and rule the world. So it's yeah. kind of like the gate gatekeeper to keep people out during the live part of it. So that mm-hmm. we know, you know, you're going to put skin in the game. You're probably here because you like AI and you want to yeah. test it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and this is a great way to like have someone guide you through it because chat GPT yeah. It, it looks like it was built in the 90s. <laughs> it does. It is a little bit weird, isn't it, right? It's like, like should there be a DOS prompt somewhere? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, what is it? I feel like this should, should just keep going until I hit it. Anyway. Um, so it, I think it, that's kind of nice where you get to not only plan a four-book series, but get sort of a hand-held, you know, introduction to AI and what it can yeah. do for you. And then you can decide if you're going to go forward with it or not, right? For sure. Yeah. And if, if you find that AI is definitely not what you want, there's always the 30 day plan your series challenge. And I'm using other tools there. We're using things like, um, Scapple and Scrivener and, you know, just trying to come up with our ideation through looking at Amazon and things like that. So that particular Mm -hmm. course is going to help you in a, a more basic kind of way, I guess. But this is just using AI to do the same thing, but a little bit faster. And in order to get to it, you just go over to authorrevolution.org forward slash four, the number four 
books, the number five days. So kind of like 20 books to 50 K it's like four books, five days, Mm -hmm. all one word. Yeah. And we'll have the link in the show notes below. And so it's going to be live. It's going to be October 1st through the 6th. Um, And I assume like if people sign up right now, but they can't make all of the things they, like you said, they get access for life to Yep. To so all of the, redo. <laughs> yeah. So all of the lessons. So even though it's live launching, the lessons themselves, I'm gonna, I'm in the planning stages now. I'll be recording the lessons. Mm. The only thing that will be true live is going to be the Q and A on the Saturday. But the reason I'm holding everything to obviously, well, obviously we want it to go in October because that's all amazing and time to get everything organized during that month. But also so that everybody's going through it at the same time, we can like keep the lessons succinct so that no one's getting confused or, you know, trying to race ahead. We're, we're trying to keep each day opening on the day. And so, yeah, you have life, lifetime access to it. If you miss a couple of days, if you can't join us live, that's okay too. You have, you'll have access regardless. It's all hosted through my course platform called Kajabi. So it's, it's all contained and you can go back to it as many times as you want. Yeah. Yeah. It, the nice thing is it starts in October. So even if you sort of are going to use the whole month because you're yeah. working and kids and all that. You can just sort of set it and be ready for NaNoWriMo. Oh, or just start writing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Or just hit the ground running. <laughs> and then the you are you do have a launch. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, your rapid release roadmap, or do you want to come back on to sure. the podcast for that one? <laughs> we can we can do both. We can but... do both. <laughs> yeah, the the rapid release roadmap it kind of co- it falls right afterneath afterneath. That's a new word. My daughter and that I have been that's creating new words. She just had a word that she created where she was she was using the word preparating. She would kill me. Like she's fourteen, she would absolutely be mortified right now. But we were talking, and she was getting ready for um like if she can get the heiress tour tickets for next year, right? The next leg of the t- the, the, the tour. She's like so They're already all sold time. out. It's unbelievable. oh man, it's been crazy. But she was like, I'm preparating, and I was like preparating like what uh, that's not a word she's like yes it is and no it's not nope nope pretty sure it's not the word you're working for is preparing <laughs> she's just like shut up mom anyway I, we, make, we make up words in this house whatever so um yeah so right after the four books five days course we are going to offer rapid release roadmap for a limited time for a cheaper um price if you wanted to be able to learn how to actually get those four books written and published mm. within the next year. So like what you start NaNoWriMo, you're trying to get everything written. I'll then walk you through the process of like, how do you create your editorial calendar for 2024? How do you get everything organized so that you can get the four books done? Mm. What type of um, release strategy are you looking for? Are you trying to release it, you know, a book a month after they're written? Are you trying to release a book as soon as it's written and then move on to the next one and then release it? Are you trying to do it quarterly? We're going to talk about those things and get people to understand that like, this is your, this is your job now. This is the way that your author career gets to look and you get to decide how you want it to proceed. And so it just gives the tools to be able to map it out, to make better decisions when it comes to the publishing side of those four books that you're planning and keep them accountable. Yeah. yeah. And is that going to be a live course? Um, it will be live, live to the point where people are going through it at the same time, but mm-hmm. it's already recorded as well. Right, so, right, but right. we do have, um, we do have some live Q and A's and every single month when you're a part of rapid release roadmap, there is a group coaching call every month. It's always right. the last Wednesday of the month. So you have lifetime access to those calls as long right, as you have the right. course. It's like so. that hybrid, right? Like you do your homework and then you come to class. <laughs> I yep, like those. Yep, <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> and you get to hear what everyone else is doing. So you're not like totally alone. You get to go at your own pace, but you also get to like, yeah, and you get to know time. a lot of people and be friends with them too. It's been so fun to, to come in on that last Wednesday of the month and see, you know, faces that you're like, I know you, it's so great. And I know yeah. what you're working on. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. I love yeah. It. And I would encourage people, you know, as we wrap up, like just even if you've already written a couple books, especially if you're starting a new pen name or if you're starting a new <laughs> series or whatever, like it's always good to be part of these groups. Like our job is so lonely a lot of times. Right? Like just because you already know story structure doesn't mean that you can't get something from being part of a group, learning a new structure of like releasing your books and marketing is always something we could learn from and in launching right? and all that stuff. So this is not necessarily for new writers, right? It's for everyone. Right. Absolutely. It's for anyone who's looking just to to get more structure in the way that they're launching, to get more structure in the way that they're writing, to be reminded. Like, so in rapid release roadmap, for instance, we go through the, the four stages, you know, we're talking about prepping and planning. We're talking about the writing and editing part of it. We're talking about the publishing part of it. And we are talking about marketing. So those are the, like the four pillars of rapid release roadmap. And so we're helping authors to, to get a good grasp of basically their whole author career and how this editorial calendar revolves around it and how you're, mm. you're working the entire process because sometimes I think we get confused and especially when we have lots of balls in the air, right? When you, when you're publishing four books a year, let's say we're doing a four book series and we're, we're doing it. My preferred method is to launch quarterly. So I don't, I don't necessarily like to bulk them right up to each mm -hmm. other because I'd like to have that something to look forward to and something to help like plan for and something to help get people excited about and, and have more um, marketing power, I guess, behind it than just dropping it and then hoping people read it. And so it's nice to have the conversations about how that gets to look and how writing and publishing doesn't have to stress you out and overwhelm you and get you to the point right. where you're crazy. You know, I, there was a time there, like 2017, 2018, where people were just publishing like mad and they weren't talking about the effects on mental health and how people were burning out by droves and they couldn't understand why other people could do it, but they can't. And so it's really important to like, have that conversation and decide for yourself what your strategy gets to look like. That's all it really comes down to. What does your strategy look like? How are you going to do this long-term? What are you going to try to incorporate every year as you're doing this? Because sometimes mm -hmm. we kind of, we have that one idea, but we don't think about the long game. We don't think about how this author game gets to look for us and how it gets to right. work for us. Right, right. Yeah. And it, whether you have burned out or whether you haven't, or whether you need, um, yeah, you're you're just starting or you're starting different things, whatever, whatever it is. I can tell just from like everyone from personal experience, being together, sort of having that structure, you yeah. will reduce your overwhelm because oh, we yeah, are like sure. usually a one person, maybe two person company, right? Like and, and we and have when you ha all right? the and when you here. have when you have those friends that you get to connect with every month, like through rapid release roadmap or wherever you're going, and someone's like, Oh my gosh, I am so sick and tired of xyz thing and you're like oh you too yeah. i didn't i thought it was yeah. just me and now all of a sudden it's like oh okay this normalizes how i'm feeling i'm not quite so out of the box because especially if you're looking at some of those outward facing groups like 20 books or whatever I, as much as i love them there's a lot of that like seeing these huge astronomical numbers and thinking i'm never going to get there right. i'm never going to get to that point and so it it can have a defeating mentality kind of thing happening. And you don't want that. You want, you want to be able to 
remind yourself that you're in the middle of this, you're creating this and you're in process. It's like still right. part of like where you're at, you know, yes. I call it mid manifestation, yes. but I didn't want to get too woo here. <laughs> That's all right. Yes. But we are on the same page. So I love, I love that. Um, and I would encourage people to check it out. And of course, if they sign up for four books, five days, they'll get on your newsletter. And so they'll know about yep. when they can sign up for, um, rapid release roadmap. Correct. Absolutely. And they, they can sign up whenever rapid release roadmap isn't, um, it's not a closed course, but if they wanted to join the actual live cohort that we're going to be launching, uh, for, for November and how that whole process is going to go and get the special pricing that's coming after four books, five days, then you're definitely going to want to sign up for that and just get on the list so that you can see it Okay, for sure. Perfect. Well, awesome. So all the links, everyone, are in the show notes. But again, if you're listening in the car, it's authorrevolution.org forward slash number four books, number five days. Four books, five days. Um, I encourage you all to check it out, to come and learn about AI Enhanced Series Planning. Um, And thank you so much, Carissa, for coming and letting us know about all the cool things that you're doing. Heck yes. Thank you so much for bringing me on, Kat. I always love it so much. <laughs> we could talk forever, but we should probably let it right? go. <laughs> I love it. It was so funny. I was talking with um, Kristen Lamb the other day, oh, quite a while ago. She's on my podcast, but I was re- re-listening to it. And it's like, oh my gosh, we talked for almost two hours and she's just so hilarious. I don't know if you know who she is. She's like, like an infamous book blogger when it comes, or not book blogger, author blogger. Oh my God. She is just so funny. Like, so funny. I don't even know how this woman like, oh, cracks me up. But two hours later, I'm going, okay, this is gonna be a long podcast, guys. I, I think serious. I narrowed it down. To, right. I think I narrowed it down to an hour and a half. Yeah, I did. I'm just like, oh my gosh. But it, it's, it, I couldn't cut anything. It was so funny. She's just, oh Lord, cracks me up. So if you ever need like someone completely hilarious to come on your podcast, ask Kristen Lamb. She's I love hilarious. it. I will always, I, I'm always up for laughing. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> thank, thanks again, Carissa. And we'll talk soon. I'm sure. Hey, you're still listening. Since you are, could you do me a favor and head over to the app that you're listening to this episode on and hit the subscribe button and then rate and review the show? It would really help the Pencils and Lipstick podcast get out into the world. And if you're enjoying the podcast, well, then there might be more people out there who would enjoy it as well. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group. If you're looking to write a book or you are a writer and you just want to find out more about how to write, how to publish, how to format, how to market, and all the things that go into being an author these days, check out the membership group. There is a 14 free day trial that you can try it out, get into the masterminds, find out all the goodies that we are talking about in the group. I would love to see you there.